the market has gotten ahead of itself. People are getting like euphoric again about stocks. All I'm trying to say here is chill out. I don't want any of our listeners to get blindsided. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Capitalist Investor. I'm Mark Tepper, joined by both Derek Gabrielson and Nate Fisher today. Gentlemen, what's going on? Not much. How are you doing, Mark? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Nate? Hanging in there. Yeah. It's the weekend. Yeah. Getting ready to sit inside. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a blast, man. What the new normal is, my friend. Yeah. Well, we need to break that mold quickly. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to getting a haircut. So how long is it going to take to actually get on the schedule for a haircut? I have no idea, but I tried yesterday. <laughs> they just uh, announced that it was going to be allowed here in Ohio. I think on uh, the 15th or something like that. Here's the real question, though. Who's cutting hair when you make more money staying at home? <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting question. Good point. Very interesting question. Good point. Now, in Ohio, if you're offered your job and you decline, uh, you don't get unemployment anymore, assuming the employer disputes your claim. Assuming your employer is offering a airtight vacuum safe lab thing where you can put your hands in there and not <laughs> literally have anybody breathe on you. That's kind of a... High I don't know. Risk, high risk occupation, in my view. Well, let's assume you op- you own a salon, right? Are you making any money while your people are at home collecting unemployment? No, but your employees are making more money than they <laughs> okay. are. Okay, right? so if I if I owned a salon and I, I my people were able to come back to work and they refused, you better believe I'm disputing that unemployment claim without a doubt. <laughs> I'm not going to tolerate that. Not letting that happen. So they better come back and cut our hair. Well, they want to cut hair in Texas. We we're we're sure of that one. You, yeah, you for, see that for story? Jail? Yeah, that's seven ridiculous. seven days in jails for uh, contempt of court. I guess they oh, they called it technically. Yeah, for just wanting to work. So they're not allowing it. Just wanting to avoid bankruptcy. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean the, the attorney general or the Supreme Court. The, the, yep, the Texas Supreme Court. Jeez, so. terrible. Lots of weird stuff going on right it's now. Very guys. very strange times. Yeah. So that's what I want to talk about today. All the weird stuff that's happening. Right. <laughs> You know, we just saw a jobs report with an unemployment rate of like, what, 14.6%? Sounds about right. Sounds mm-hmm. about right. Close enough, if not, right? I mean, that only goes through like halfway through April. April 12th, April 15th, something like that. So it misses the last few weeks of jobless claims numbers. Correct. Correct. So the true unemployment rate is probably north of 20%. I think that's safe given since uh, mid-March, we've had about 33 million people on the uh, unemployment claims. Benefits. And there were 150 people working before that? Correct. Yeah. I'd mm. say that's over 20%. I'm not really good at math, <laughs> but I think I, <laughs> I think I can do that one. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. So look, high unemployment. So I, I want to talk about persistently high unemployment. Okay. That's one thing I want to talk about today. So I'm just kind of writing down what I want to talk about because I had no idea what I was going to talk about today. (laughs) Persistently high unemployment. That's one thing we'll discuss. The other thing is the this wave of bankruptcies or threats of bankruptcy. They're coming. They're coming right now. We've heard Hertz basically say we're about to file bankruptcy. Neiman Marcus, a high-end retailer, Dunzo, bankrupt. Nordstrom. They're on the freaking ropes, closing 16 stores. They better not close the one by us. Yeah, I like that one. But I'll tell you what, 
the, for the last decade, whenever I've gone into that huge monstrosity of a store, mm-hmm. I've been the only person in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you've gotten great service. I've gotten the best service ever. And that's, that's what they always, pride themselves That's on. always been their value prop, right? <laughs> J. Crew, Dunzo, right? Uh, Norwegian, if you don't give us money, we are Dunzo too, right? So, I mean, this is just the beginning of these, these high-profile bankruptcies. What do you guys think about that? Which industries are going to experience the most pain? Obviously, I've talked a lot so far about retail. Where's the most pain? What else do we think is 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 potentially going to happen? What what are some I mean Macy's, how are they still even It must be the real estate they hold, right? That's got to be worth something, right? Yeah, that's think. I I think But, that, but I think even that, even real estate's going to get pummeled. The, the, the big takeaway is, you know, you look at the last few recessions, you know, take the tech bubble. Those were the tech stocks that got hammered. Take the financial crisis. Those were the financial banks that got whacked, right? Yep. Now we look at today. This is an everybody gets whacked. It's not the whack-a-mole game anymore, right? It's right. This is essentially the nuclear bomb went off and it hit every, every sector equally as hard. Obviously there's winners and losers. You mentioned retail. Brick and mortar, that's going to be a struggle. Anything Gosh. that doesn't have a digital footprint. Yeah. So I think it's our job as, you know, active managers to go in there and find what, what companies win and lose. But from an economic standpoint, it's going to be uneven and choppy from a recovery standpoint. All right. So I'm going to go off on a tangent here. There's something I heard there. So brick and mortar retail is under pressure. Correct. So would we all agree that e-commerce is a net winner? Of this crisis. Yes. For sure. sure. Have you guys ever heard of the shoes called Allbirds? Nope. They're hideous, but they're, they're a company. (laughs) They, they provide some, you know, supposedly super duper comfortable shoes. Are those the all wool ones? Yes. Okay. I have heard of them. You have them? You own them? No, I don't own them. You have some on right now. (laughs) (laughs) My feet are too big to get cool shoes and trendy shoes like that. Yeah. (laughs) Allbirds is the name of the company, and I'm pretty sure they do almost all of their business through e-commerce. I don't, I don't know if they have any brick and mortar stores mm-hmm. at all. The guy was on, on CNBC this morning, the CEO saying he's returning his PPP money. Mm-hmm. Why did that dude get PPP money in the first place? Because what? He has, because he has employees. He has employees, but you have to show that you were hurt. From a revenue standpoint in this crisis. And if e-commerce is a net winner, why did that dude apply for PPP money in the first place? I mean, I think it's good. It's great that he's returning it. That's mm-hmm. what he should do. But for him to be on, on CNBC and, and be getting an attaboy for something that in my opinion is just, it's expected. Well, you, did, you were not hurt during the crisis. Why'd you apply for it? Did he know that? February 20th, that consumer demand would be, be strong. So, I mean, there was a lot of uncertainty, right? When the market starts to, to tumble, is anyone ever going to buy that shoe again? Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's, they will. They're, they're not overly expensive, but yeah. All right. So I'm done with that. <laughs> done with that ramp. All right. So we got Hertz, Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom's on the ropes, J. Crew, Norwegian. You didn't mention the oil patch there. They're on the way out. God. It, you know, big companies and small, right? Yes. So a lot of consolidation. Coming but I talked about point. this on TV yesterday, roughly, and I don't know the, I don't remember the exact number, but roughly 50% of energy companies can't make money below 50 bucks a barrel, right? And I asked a guy who I believe is like 
oil analyst extraordinaire about that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, um, you know, but a lot of these companies have a lot of cash on their balance sheets. (laughs) All right. So that's exactly what everyone wants to do. They want to blow through all their savings to survive. That still doesn't sound good, dude. Right? Right. So <laughs> last I checked, oil is like sub twenty five. So yeah. you can't make money at fifty and you're already half there. You got problems. <laughs> you got big problems. <laughs> you got problems. Yeah. So I mean oil, energy, right? I mean, that's a big that's a big issue, right? Retail is a big issue. You jumping on a plane anytime soon, Mark? <clears throat> I will. Travel is going to be hit for a long time. I just had a conversation with um, someone whose um, significant other works at a very large hotel chain. And basically, most of their employees were furloughed to start. And now they basically just all got fired. This just happened uh, today. So wow. you know, I don't want to out anyone who may be, may be listening out there. But the hotels, you know, I think every day that this goes on, it's just going to be harder and harder for them to come back. Yeah. Well, I, I think globally, that's a problem. But let's look locally. Let's talk about hotels locally for a brief second, even though I know we have listeners all over the country. Right mm-hmm. here, Independence, Ohio, a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio, a central business district for Cleveland. Because not all companies want to be downtown in Cleveland. The trend is more companies want to be in one of the, the three major suburbs, either west side, east side, or south side, which is Independence. But as we were gearing up for the Republican National Convention, mm-hmm. right here on Rockside Road, right where we're at, you saw hotel after hotel going up. Yeah, I think you can th- see like three new ones from our windows. Nobody's there. <laughs> Nobody no. was there before this happened. No, for sure. So you built all these new hotels, which by the way, some people really dropped the ball. Because if, if you remember, D, when the RNC was in town, some of those hotels weren't finished yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> it was a big you problem. You built them for one reason. Yep. To give people a place to stay during the RNC. And you didn't even and cash you didn't in on that. you get it done. You did, so- Look, we've got way too many hotels right here locally. I mean, mm-hmm. six months ago, I didn't see anyone at any of these hotels as I mm-hmm. drove past them. Right by me on the east side, a brand new hotel, a huge hotel right across the street from a, a new shopping center. They just finished it like a month ago. You're, and you're I going to have 20% of the rooms filled forever. That's what you're going to do with it. That's crazy. That means, so, I that mean, means there's a hundred people working there. Now that means there's 20. All right. So let, let, let's get back to the airlines because the airlines are a direct correlation with what's happening at the hotels. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not direct because people are still going to do road trips, right? Yeah. We just talked about that earlier today. People are still going to do their road trips. RV sales have skyrocketed, right? Gas prices are low. People aren't flying. So they will need to stay in hotels unless they sleep in their RV, right? So hotels are probably. And Nate, I'd love your comment on this, but probably better positioned right now than airlines. Your thoughts on that? Am I wrong? I agree with that statement, but I, I like <laughs> barely. I, I, you barely <laughs> agree. I'm not a fan of either group right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not saying go buy, you know, put your whole portfolio in Marriott, right? <laughs> no. right. So airlines, right? Back to the airlines. I think regional flights are going to be under pressure. Cleveland to Chicago, five hour drive. And I think a lot of people in the past, when we had maybe 12 direct flights from Cleveland to Chicago through United, you'd look at it and all you see is the flight's one hour. Yeah, but you're going to invest a lot more of your time than one hour, right? (laughs) You've got at least an hour round trip travel to and from the airports. You're going to sit on the runway in the airplane for at least an hour, Mm -hmm. right? 
you're going to have to get through security and be in and out of each airport for, let's just say, an hour. You're already at four hours. You can do the drive in five, and you're not going to get delayed. And Gas you're not is cheap. Get COVID nineteen. Correct. Correct. You jam to your own tunes, right? No one's snoring next to you. <laughs> right. Taking off their shoes. Except oh, jeez. Except for what? Except your wife. She'll be sleeping. Yeah, she'll be yeah, sleeping and song makes logs. makes you drive all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, she doesn't make me drive. I don't let her drive. <laughs> Cut it how you want. You're yeah. driving. Yeah. So, I mean, airlines look like they're in trouble. What else do you guys see, like, coming down the pike? I mean, what what, what other – we talked about real estate, right? There are certain pockets we like, data centers – e-commerce warehouses, multifamily. I think people are going to be less likely to pull the trigger on buying or building a new house, right? If you're unemployed, who was it? Was it Chase or Wells Fargo that just said, now your credit score needs to be 1 million. (laughs) FICO. (laughs) Your FICO needs to be a million and um, you need to put 20% down. Yeah. So JP Morgan was the plus 700 FICO 20 down and Wells Fargo just said no more. uh, No more lines of credit. No more HELOCs. Yeah, no more HELOCs. So liquidity is drying up even though everybody tells you it's there. All right. So more people stay in apartments, right? So there's certain pockets, but office space, eh. retail, eh. Mark, you're a business owner. You need more office space or less now that you know that everybody can work from home and be effective. I've got four more years on my lease, so I'm going to keep this space. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have an option, but I'll tell you for, for those, uh, for those businesses that are, you know, they're six months away from their lease. You better believe they are looking at downsizing. You better believe it. I mean, if you want to find a lasting effect from this office space has to be towards the top. I, I totally agree. And then obviously all these. Neiman Marcuses and Nordstrom's and Macy's, all those things that are going to be out of business, right? Mm -hmm. We had a company in our building and it's a 13 uh, floor building. The the company occupied three floors, right? But they, Mm -hmm. you know, this is class A office space and they weren't showing up every day wearing class A clothing, right? They, They weren't showing up in suits or business casual. Their employees were wearing jeans and hoodies to work every day. You know, it looked more like like a mailroom kind of deal, mm-hmm. right? Moving a lot of files and stuff like that. I think it was like a medical file company or something like that. But they moved out, right? And and you could imagine that why would a company that doesn't need class A office space, why wouldn't they go in if they've got a ton of employees, why wouldn't they just go and take over an empty Neiman Marcus building, right? <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to see more stuff like that happening. Oh, yeah, for without sure. Without a doubt. What else do you guys want to talk about with regards to some of the weird stuff that's happening economically? I mean, unemployment rate uh, is the highest in a long, long time. All I've heard on on the media is people talking about with the economy reopening, the unemployment rate coming down. That, that's all the buzz. You guys really believe that? You really think that that we're going to get back to three or four percent unemployment anytime soon? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I mean. We we talked about this on one of our episodes right when this thing started, and I think it was you that said, "Hey, you know, unemployment's moving up to twenty percent pretty yep. much immediately." Yep. And even if there are you know treatments and vaccines and cures, it's not going to happen overnight. Where we're going to get back down to where we were before, right? It's going to take years for for this to unsort itself. Right. Uh, yeah. To your point, Derek, you said years, which. It's true because we wiped out all the jobs we've added since the over the finan- last 10 years, the financial <laughs> yeah. crisis, right? We've wiped them out in roughly six weeks. 
And from peak to trough from, you know, 2007 to 2009, it took us roughly five years to get back to 2007 levels. Yeah. Now is Mark, is this a, a normal economic shock? This is way worse than, than anything that would be considered normal. So, so things are probably going to be impaired longer, right? Than kind of what the stock market's telling you. Well, in one of the research resources that we subscribe to is basically estimating that there's 7% permanent job destruction. 7% permanent. And here's how they arrived at that number. 50% of U.S. businesses are large companies. So they factored into their assumption that 100% of those jobs will come back. 100%. They're probably giving large businesses the benefit of the doubt, but let's go with that. Okay. Let's go with that, right? <laughs> then roughly medium and small businesses, let's just say they're 25% each. It's like 26, 24, or something. let's just say 25% each. I want to say they estimate that medium businesses are going to permanently lose 10% mm -hmm. of their workforce and small businesses will permanently lose 20% of their workforce. Does that sound right? Sounds in line. Okay. Close enough. Right. right. <laughs> but anyways, whatever the, the math all works out to when you average it out, 7% job destruction. We lose 7% of jobs. You add that on to a 4% unemployment rate that we had before the crisis that, again, I'm not good at math, but seven plus four <laughs> sounds like 11 to me. Sounds like we're in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> so that is something that I believe is structurally going to persist. Higher unemployment than we have been used to for years and years and years. You guys agree with that? Yes. Uh, absolutely. I don't want to come across as bearish here. This has been a very negative show. Cheer <laughs> up, guys. What, what's wrong with you guys? Jobs, people, jobs, jobs. People aren't going to listen to us anymore. Hey, everything's great, guys. Hey, <laughs> buy stocks, buy stocks. If we say that, more people will subscribe. <laughs> right? But look, I, I just want to be realistic here. Yeah. Right? The market has gotten ahead of itself. People are getting like euphoric again about stocks. All I'm trying to say here is chill out, right? Like, <laughs> I don't want any of our listeners to get blindsided. And, mm -hmm. and that's all I'm really trying to do right now. I'm not trying to be a negative Nelly. I'm not trying to be, you know, a, a, you know, super duper bear or anything like that. We are bullish on stocks long term. We're bullish on this country long term. I think, you know, this is the best country, obviously, in the world and, and we will get back to where we need to be. It's just going to take a little bit of time. And I want to identify those blind spots so that our listeners aren't throwing all their money back into stocks because we've quickly gone from 2,200 to 2,900. And before they know it, they're back down to 2,500 and they got crushed again. Right. right. You know, I, I would definitely say there's a little bit of FOMO going on right now, right? You, yeah. You're missing out for those of you who aren't, you know, in tune with those millennials. <laughs> <laughs> with the market pretty much going up in a straight line since the, the March 23rd bottom. Um, and to your point, the, the large disconnect, what's actually happening on Main Street, and to my initial point is things are going to be uneven. They're going to take time to play out. So you got to be very careful about when, when you want to, you know, get in and out of the market. There's yeah. going to be, in my view, there's definitely going to be a better entry point. Be tactical. Right. Right. Be strategic. And I think the biggest takeaway that I want to wrap up today's show with is understand your blind spots. And just don't get blindsided, right? And I think that's really all we wanted to communicate today is things are not all rosy, right? I mean, the market would have you believing that they are. Just keep your eye on everything. Don't take your eye off the ball. There are some other things coming down the pike that could, you know, negatively affect us, your investments, your, the, the overall stock market. 
and just make sure you continue to pay attention. So that's going to wrap up today's show. As always, if you'd like to uh, comment on anything, ask a question, shoot us an email at info at swpconnect.com. Again, that's info at swpconnect.com. Derek also set up a YouTube channel. Yep. Derek G S W P. Yeah. So we're, we're recording these now. Uh, and you can watch the, uh, watch us act like fools here in the, in the studio. <laughs> You gotta have a good time during these things. Um, yeah, I mean, we try, right? Yep. <laughs> After Debbie Downer, I don't even know what we talked about today. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. This was not a uh, an, an unbelievably positive show. Well, like Warren Buffett said, I think it was on one of his slides. Never bet against America. That's right. Yeah, never bet against. So us. Leave, leave us but some at positivity. At the same point in time, don't double down, triple down, quadruple mm-hmm. down at a time when it just doesn't make sense to do so. Yep. Patience. All right, All right everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.